welcome to the Supremely Intercontinental Podcast, a podcast about fake little hockey guys. I'm your host, Ian Constable, GM of the Banff Rockies. Nerd! Welcome back to the podcast, everyone, and Happy New Year. Today, we're going to be talking to Taryn, GM of the T-Rex. So, let's get started right away here with Taryn, GM of our new dispersal team, the T-Rex. Taryn, GM of the T-Rex. Taryn, how are you today? I'm well. Well, thank you for uh, the invite. Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here. One of three dispersal teams uh, new for this year. Um, first question I have for you is, where are you from, Taryn? Yeah, I'm, so I'm from Ottawa. I'm born in Ottawa, and I live in Ottawa. Um, so Ottawa, Canada. Okay. And uh, any previous sim hockey experience? Yeah, um, so I'm, I started a few years ago in another league, um, and I actually won that league um, two or three seasons ago, and, and I'm still still a member of that league as well. Um, so nice to be uh, part of this new challenge of the SIHL. Nice, excellent. Okay, well, champion on our hands here. We're gonna we're gonna have to watch out. Um, with hockey, did you play yourself? No, um, I never really played competitively. Um, I've, I've always played kind of growing up like uh, with friends. So um, ball hockey and, you know, at, at school and and um, I've, I've played ice, ice hockey shinny more than, than actual ice hockey. But um, um, I would say I've only been a casual um, or only played for fun and, and not competitively. Okay. Well, that's uh, you know what I think. That's a lot of uh, people in the SICHL uh, are in the same same boat. But how about how much hockey do you watch? Is it a general interest? Um, do you have a favorite league like the? Uh, well, we refer to it as the Nahal, the that that other league, of course, the AHL. Do you watch any college or CHL games? Uh, not really. Um, I mostly watch uh, the other league. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while, I might catch a, um, um, you know, uh, whether it's a CHL game or, or another yeah. game. Uh, the World Juniors, for example, were on recently, right? Right. Um, but mainly, mainly watch the other league. Okay. You watch the World Juniors every Christmas time? Yeah, I, I try. Um, yeah. You know, I think we're always uh, blessed uh, as Canada to... Uh, always perform a strong team and, and so it's always um, nice to watch your, your team medal but there's also some really good hockey right like some young up-and-coming guys and i get to see them um, show their stuff and you know there's always a little bit of uh, showmanship in that uh, some of these guys are trying to get drafted um, mm-hmm. but the, comp- the, the, co- the competition generally is, is good at least among about six teams so some good hockey to 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 catch absolutely I was lucky enough last year, um, well, in the summer, uh, when um, when when uh, the World Juniors replayed uh, in Edmonton, I was lucky enough to go to a Finland, who was it, Finland Chechia game. Uh, it just it was a blast. So, um, how did you find out about the SICHL? 
Yeah, um, so it's my uh, my buddy who's in the league, um, GM of the Chicago Tigers, um, Shilal. Um, he um, told me about an opening and um, you know expressed interest, and uh, here I am now. Excellent. Yeah, well, great guy, Shital, and of course. He made it to the finals last year. He was in the uh, Continental Cup Championship. Uh, and he's right up there again this year. Absolutely. Um, what impresses you most about the SACHL so far? Um, it's I would say it's the level of engagement and the bells and whistles um, on, on the league. So I got, you know, uh, as I mentioned, I'm part of another league. And so I can at least have a little bit of com uh, comparison. You can compare and contrast a little bit. Both uh, leagues have have a great great group of guys, um, but the level of engagement and you know like for example this podcast and the different uh, bells and whistles I, I described them um, I think it's really um, uh, amazing and uh, great great to be part of the the CIA, CIA CHL, uh, sorry SICHL family. Oh, fantastic! Well, we're really happy to have you here. And I, I'm so I agree 100%. Um, there's so many different things happening uh, in this league. Um, just, I, I, I look forward to the power rankings all the time. And, uh, you know, just everything everybody's doing across and uh, the free agency, the free agent bot, just the creativity that goes into into so much in it and uh, different characters we have um, on uh, on Twitter, of course. Um, What's so now we're about 20 games or so into into this season. Uh, what's been the biggest challenge so far? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I've had, um, you know, I wouldn't say I've had a big challenge to date. Mm -hmm. Um, as a, as a new GM and, and a new team, um, I think there's also a learning curve in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, but I think that's expected. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't call that too much of a, a challenge. Um, and in terms of the season so far, um, you know, you don't know how your team's going to do. Sometimes you can, your team could be stacked, um, but you know the sim kind of the sim, go sim gods or the hockey gods <laughs> cursed you. Yeah. Um, and in other years, um, it's the opposite, right? You, you may not have the most solid team, but you know the, the the guys you do have um, are you know shiny shiny gems, and the sim really loves them. Um, so you know here I am about about twenty games in, and I I knew that I wouldn't be a contender, and I knew that I probably wouldn't be a playoff team as well. Um, and so it gives me a sense of of where I'm at. Um, and so. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's, like I said, I wouldn't say there's too much of a challenge yet, but a learning curve is it was the mm -hmm. is, is is how I would describe um, my experience to date. Well, it sounds like you have a good idea about the sim going in, which <laughs> it took me a while to to, to to I don't understand it yet, but uh, to to kind of get the the gist of how cruel or how how um, giving it can be at times, but more cruel than giving. Um, did you, did you, uh, so you did the dispersal draft and then the entry draft. Are you pleased with where your team is at right now? Yeah, uh, generally I would say, yeah. Um, the dispersal draft, um, I mean, we're only three guys. Yeah. Um, I, I picked third and so, um, 
there's both, uh, you know, it's both a bit of a blessing and, and a bit of, um, you know, a, a bit of a, a challenge there as well. Um, by picking third, you know, um, Austin Matthews and um, Igor Sturkin were taken one, two, which, which I thought were, you know, the right picks, um, you know, for the first two selections. Um, but I grabbed the next two best guys uh, that I thought, which were uh, Nico Heischer and Aaron Ekblad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the guys that I've, I've tried to kind of, you know, build around. Um, and um, in terms of the entry draft, um, you know, I would say that's probably been a bit of a challenge um, in that I only joined um, over the summer and I would say roughly uh, late July is when I first got contacted and and you know maybe embrace the league a little bit in in august um but i had no time to prepare for the entry draft and so that's why i traded out of the draft with the exception of one pick uh, i thought i could do enough research to pick um you know f- fifth overall um but with the exception of that one pick i traded out of the draft simply because i didn't have time to prepare um so this this next year's draft or actually this year's draft now or 2023 happy new year by the way yeah um, <laughs> this will be um, an important draft for t-rex to uh, to get some uh, some promising um young stars what an incredible draft that is to to have a have a was lo- looking like probably a pretty good pick right now um uh, you're sitting in the canadian conference there's there looks to be just at the off, off the start of the year, uh, ten teams that are just murdering each other, <laughs> and then and then some more teams that can could end up in any any spot after that. But uh, yeah, great great spot to be in this year for sure. So you're, are you thinking build then, or are you thinking kind of go for it next year then when you with uh, with the asset of that pick or uh, taking that, taking a, what should be an excellent player uh, for a long time out of that. Um, you know, I think I, th- I think I'll cross that bridge when the time comes next okay. year. Okay. Yeah. Um, but right now, I would say I, I have a general intention to build. Um, so, you know, I joined the league, and um, people, um, rightly so, like I, I think that should be commended. Um, but. The Schooners have won three years back to back to back. And so when I look at that team, uh, when I looked at the team over the summer, I was like, you know, this is a pretty stacked team. And so I don't think I have any, um, you know, uh, hope of contending with a team uh, like the Schooners. Um, but if that's the standard of a cup winning team in this league, um, I still think I have some ways to go. And so I think build is, is the best approach um, for me. and. Um, who knows next year, like sometimes, you know, you, you make some trades or you have some players who um, all of a sudden do really well and and you see how things go. Um, but uh, I would say a general intention to uh, to build it currently. Excellent. OK, and uh, now in your system, like you said, you t- took two fantastic young players, one, two in Ekblad and Heesher. I can't remember. Uh, which, uh, what the order was between them, but either way, it was uh, Ekblad and Heischer. Uh, but it's not always uh, those players that are your favorite in your system. Some is there, is is there a favorite player in your system, and is it one of those two? 
Um, I don't really have a favorite player, at least, okay. at least not at this time. Um, there's definitely some some guys I like, and you know, so I watch the other league, kind of like whether it's just the way they play or if the skill or um, yeah, a combination of things. Um, but I don't have a favorite player um, on my team uh, currently. Okay. Now, I have to look at your team currently because these questions, we've been trying to do this for a while and our, our both of our um, our schedules just didn't mesh up for the longest time. So these questions, some of these are pretty old and these were put forward by, we, I always ask for the, the league's input, uh, people around the league on Twitter to, um, uh, to, to get their input on questions. But one of the questions came up, uh, what do you have against goalies? And at the time, I think your your, your goalies were in the, both rated in the 50s or something after the dispersal draft and then uh, and still not through waivers, I think, at the time. So <laughs> do you have anything against goalies? Uh, and I'm just looking right now to see where we're at here for, for your team. But uh, question off the start. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good question. Um, I love goalies. Uh, and so... Um, I mean, I think it's a good good moment to talk about the dispersal draft. Um, and so, if you look at the goalies that were available at the dispersal draft, um, the best was Igor Shosturkin. And so, you know, my dispersal colleague, um, Jacksonville, uh, the Gators, they were able to grab him. And, and again, rightly so, you know, the top two picks, um, I, I fully agree with them. But after Igor, um, I would say that there were um, slim pickings. Um, so you had um, some, you know, I would say lower grade starting NHL goalies, so like a Jake Allen. Um, but we know that, you know, the Montreal Canadiens are in their own rebuild. Um, you had, you know, uh, like a 1B goalie, like Casey DeSmith. Um, so had a good rating, but, you know, he still... Um, play second fiddle to Tristan Jerry. Um, then you also had some goalies that were, I would say, past their prime a little bit. So like Peter Morazic. Um, ah, Peter Morazic. Uh, yeah, Peter yeah, Morazic. Getting it. Got my got my tongue tied there. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, when 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 Morazic was on Carolina. Um, on the Hurricanes, um, you know, a few years ago in my hockey pool, I think I won my league with with Peter. Mm -hmm. uh, but since then, he's had injuries and he's you know shuffled through two new teams. Um, now that you know he's in Chicago, and I mean Chicago is a great place to play um, because they're kind of in that tank mode. Um, but his ratings, I don't think, will be uh, the best next season. Um, <clears throat> And so you had, I would say, you know, um, in a dispersal draft, in the dispersal draft, the goalies that were available after Igor were a combination of um, goalies past their primes, one B type of goalies, um, and, and maybe with the exception of Logan Thompson. And so, again, kudos to my dispersal colleague um, Jacksonville who scooped him up. Um, Logan was a little bit new to me. Um, and with goalies, um, it's, you know, we've seen goalies, um, in the other league, you know, be excellent one year and then, 
um, fizzle out. Um, mm -hmm. Someone like Andrew uh, Raycroft comes to mind. I think he won to Calder, and then, you know, after that, um, I think that might have been the pinnacle of his career. Um, and sometimes there's goalies um, who kind of tread water and, and they, they get a break and, you know, they can make it. Um, but Logan Thompson, at least for me, was a little bit of an unknown, um, you know, player, and, and I didn't feel like I should be using a top pick to, to select him. Um, right. So nothing against goalies. I, I love goalies. Uh, <laughs> but the, the goalies that were available at the dispersal draft after Igor, um, I didn't feel were goalies that I should be investing um, a top pick in. And so it's as simple as that. Um, since the dispersal draft, um, you know, I've I picked up four goalies in uh, in free agency, um, highlighted by Pavel Francouz. So that gave me, you know, someone that I could, um, you know, uh, you know, someone I could play every day and someone I could at least, you know, carry my team. Um, and uh, in the other league, he plays on an excellent team, the, the mm -hmm. cup-winning team. And so, you know, who knows how, you know, how his season's going to play out. I think he's injured right now, but um, he's in a good spot there. Um, and I also acquired a goalie. Um, I think um, before the season began um, as well. So, yeah, a couple of goalies um, I, I picked up, um, or a few goalies I picked up since the dispersal draft. Well, I'm looking at the list right now, and it is there's no there's no comparison from the from after the dispersal to now. Uh, absolutely, Aiden Hill, Pavel Fancus, Cal Cal Peterson, who really came on and then dropped a bit and even went through waivers in the other league, but. He has that talent. He's, uh, he has that talent to come back again. Um, and even better, you could get him, uh, it looks like at the end of the season, you might be able to get him on a four-year deal at a really good contract for a long time. So um, goaltending is not looking not looking so bad anymore at all. Um, all right. So, and you know what? I was just talking with Norm about this, and we, we – a lot of people talk about this all the time. Where just goalies are voodoo. Well, I, I, I can't. I can't. I know nothing about about goaltending. So, um, goalies are voodoo for sure. One year they're hot, like you said, with Raycroft and that Calder, and next year, um, who knows? Uh, okay, let's move on to the next question about uh, about the name, the T Rex, which is a fantastic name. Uh, does Toronto have an association with dinosaurs, uh, or was T Rex just too much fun to pass up? I would say a, a bit of both, um, okay. probably a few things. So um, Toronto, um, you know, has the Toronto Raptors and, um, you know, that's Canada's team. And, you know, they won the uh, they won the finals um, just a couple of years ago. Um, so there's already a little bit of, um, you know, uh, a little bit of um, a little bit of that brand of Toronto and, and dinosaurs. Right. Um, the tr my my name starts with the letter T, and so uh, oh, yes. you know people have called me T um, over the years growing up, and um, you know even T Rex um, as a as a joke every once in a while, and so you know when I was thinking about it, you know Toronto, um, if you want to come up with a team name, T Rex. Um, Great branding opportunity, um, building on you know what already exists in in the real Toronto, 
um, and also uh, just a little bit of uh, something to have fun with as well. Um, this is still a fantasy league, and so T-Rex gives you a lot of fun, um, you know, whether you want to make uh, dinosaur jokes um, or different commercial kind of, you know, dinosaur, um, you know, applications like whether it's Jurassic Park or um, the Dinobots um, from the, uh, the the Transformer years yeah. uh, of my youth. Um, but yeah, so definitely a fun name. Um, I think that that fits well and um, T-Rex, uh, it rolls off the tongue easy as well. Absolutely. I, I love it. And I know everyone around the league just, uh, just loves it too. Uh, and the Dinobots, that's awesome. That brings me back to my youth. I had one of those as well when I was a kid too. And of course, love Transformers. So <laughs> uh, speaking of the Raptors, you talk, mentioned uh, the Raptors and their championship a couple of years ago. Uh, how are you liking the Raptors this year? Now, this was, Ken, was a question that was posed a while ago before the start of the season. They haven't had the greatest start, that's for sure. But well, what are you thinking for the rest of the way? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge basketball fan. I, I'm definitely a sports fan, and I definitely kind of keep an eye on, on the Raptors. Um, but I think, um, you know, they... Um, <laughs> I think they also have to kind of build, right? So mm -hmm. after they won the championship, you know, uh, they, they lost some really good players, even like their, you know, the, the heart of the team mm -hmm. in terms of uh, Kyle uh, Laurie. Um, but they had some good players that they could still kind of, you know, move on with like Pascal and, and Van Cleek. Um, but I think they also recognize that they need to build. And so um, I think for this year, expectations are, are probably going to be measured but you know i don't think it'll be too long um in toronto whether it's they make some moves in um in free agency or, or you know hopefully hoping that they get lucky in the draft and the other thing that's kind of cool to see in the nba is we've had a lot of canadian players come up mm -hmm. in the last few years as well so you know we see that in hockey where um players you know, kind of make um, hometown discounts just to play close to home. Um, so I'm kind of waiting for maybe some of the uh, Canadian uh, players in the NBA to come and play in Toronto. Um, so I think I think I think that would be really cool. I think there's a potential there for um, um, you know, like new uh, marketing opportunities as well, um, wrapping. Um, you know, wrapping yourself with the, in the flag because there's only one NBA team in Canada, and um, they're Canada's team, and so you know they have they have support across the country. Excellent. Yes, uh, they sure do have support. All I mean, I live in the West, and uh, they have big support over here as well. Um, so back to the SICHL, Toronto has had a number of teams. Uh, in the SACHL before um, the last one, of course, the Toronto Metropolitans before that, the Titans. Um, none gained much traction. Can yours be different? And I know that you mentioned you you won uh, your other Sim League a couple of years ago. Uh, so that's a good sign. Uh, can yours be different? For sure. Yeah. We, we will be different. Um, <laughs> we already are different. Um, you know, I think the T-Rex, uh, we're here to stay and, you know, um, being a part of a new league and uh, with an eye, you know, for um, hoisting the cup, 
um, we're looking to kind of uh, we're looking to do that. Um, and so, you know, who knows how long it'll take, uh, but that's the goal that um, we're trying to achieve. And I don't know what you know. I don't know what happened to the previous Toronto teams. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure you know, life um, throws curveballs curve balls at us all the time. Um, that's why I wish those uh, GMs well. Um, but uh, I'm here. I'm here to stay, and I'm here to win the cup. So love it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, off the board for the next one. What's your favorite chocolate? Um. <laughs> I've been uh, eating over the holidays um, those turtle chocolates. Oh, nice! Uh, uh, I, I love those. Um, little, little, some pecan and caramel and, and chocolate. Um, I think I've, I've probably had a few more. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's a dinosaur chocolate out there, um, but uh, for now, Ooh. the turtle chocolates are uh, marketing idea. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this has been. This has been an incredible debate around the league about uh, what is the best chocolate, chocolate bar, different thing like that um, around. And so there, there are people that are adamant on one side and and uh, and of course, just as passionate on the other for for different chocolates and chocolate bars. So turtles are it, turtles are in the mix now. I love it. Uh, Taryn, this was fantastic. I really appreciate appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, I wish you and the T-Rex all the best in the future. Uh, so thanks thanks so much for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. And so maybe before uh, before before I go, I just want to maybe yeah. take a take a moment here for uh, some free advertising. So I just want to <laughs> say that you know the T-Rex have a little bit of a trade block and so if any um, you know any GMs looking to um, bolster their team, uh, a few guys we have available, uh, Nick Bonino, you know clutch player down the stretch for the playoffs um, forward like uh, JVR uh, he's available as well as uh, Rajalove um, good depth guy and on D uh, Tucker Pullman uh, so these are four guys I'm looking to move so um, hit me up um, and so with that marketing interlude uh, done uh, Ian I just want to thank you again for inviting me it's it's been fun and um, also welcoming welcoming me to the league thank you Wonderful. Thanks, Taryn. I, I think you've just set a precedent on the show uh, for for advertising your players in trade. Uh, that is that is awesome. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll need to do something with uh, commercials on the show for uh, for teams with their players uh, that are on the trade block. Taryn, GM of the T-Rex. Once again, thank you, Taryn. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much for Taryn for coming on the podcast. You know, a question that I regret that I didn't ask when I was talking to Taryn is, are you the grinder? And prove to me that you're not the grinder because that would be the ultimate troll of the league to, to be the grinder for years before entering the league and then entering the league. Uh, so... Uh, if Taryn is the grinder, that would be pretty epic. Anyways, uh, I really appreciate Taryn coming on the show. It was really nice to meet uh, some of our new GMs in the league. And, of course, welcome to the league once again, Taryn. What a great idea Taryn had there with the uh, with throwing out some of the names of his uh, trade block at the moment. Uh, so I, I'm going to be talking to some of, the, uh, some of the administrators in the league and see if we might be able to get that maybe – 
you can buy commercial time on the podcast and uh, be selling uh, your players or or trying to move your players on the podcast, maybe just for a, for a you know thirty second or or one minute bit. We'll see. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. If you have any ideas for the podcast or if you want to be on the podcast, just DM me on Twitter at S I C H L Rockies. And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye for now.